You're You're listening listening to to The Bottom Bottom Bible. Bible. I'm Katie. I'm Vanessa. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by a couple of bottom-loving bitches who want to talk about sex, relationships, current events, pop culture, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. To tell me what you want from me. I, I really need it. I really need it. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the bottom Bible <laughs> Halloween episode. My name is Katie. My name's Vanessa. Please don't be scared. Please don't be scared at how smooth our intros mm. are, where there's no freezing, no internet running amok, amok, amok with um, our performances. They are as smooth as my underarms three days <laughs> after a fresh shave. Just like a, like a like a fine grit. <laughs> they, they are as smooth as my legs currently are. I was going to say, my underarms are actually softer hairs. It would be more like the leg. Like, I remember that vividly of, like, my mom. I'd be like, oh, my mom. Like, ha. Like, oh, oh, yeah. God, it is, is a what prickly happens? peat of a situation down here. Yeah. Um, but I wore jeans today, so I didn't give a shit. Right? I can't have them exposed like that. Not because I care about visually, but texture, it drives me crazy. I can't stand yeah. it. Yeah texture it's more for me than for anyone else because dr boyfriend truly does not care he grew up with um women of a more natural Hmm. hippie persuasion persuasion. so he does not truly does not care love it um it's me i care yeah i either one and it's the texture it's just the tech and you know why sometimes i don't shave because sometimes i'm into the prickle Sometimes I'm just oh. like, ooh, let me rub my legs together. <laughs> Let's see if I can make a sound. Let me see if I can get a flame going. Let's see if I can get some other lazy woman near me. Like if I can call to her. <laughs> like a like a cricket? Yeah, like a like a cricket. This is our song. This is our <laughs> like cricket anthem mobile. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, what are we talking about this fine fine day? Well, we're going to continue with our Halloween-y uh, feels mm-hmm. vibe. Um, so I fell into a rabbit hole probably looking up truly like corn dog sandwich and somehow ended <laughs> up in um, Halloween's like like the origin, not of Halloween, but of, of some Halloween traditions and like Ooh. the things that were popular throughout the era. So... There's a teeny little bit about the history of Halloween, but most people know, if not all of it, the the gist. Yeah. Um, but then we'll go into like how some things became popular and like the kinds of costumes and things that um, that were all the rage here in the U.S. Mostly, mm-hmm. sorry, because that's our frame of reference for the most part. I've only got so much time to Google at work. Um, okay, so without further adieu Um, adieu sorry my ear itches sorry okay i'm so professional okay so obviously anyone with google and a desk job knows that halloween's roots are from samhain Mm -hmm. the gaelic festival that marks the end of the harvest season and beginning of winter or the darker half of the year spooky get it we're spooky it's dark it's ooky uh, and in the Northern Hemisphere, it's held on November 1st, but the celebration begins in the evening of the 31st, uh, October 31st, mm-hmm. as the Celtic day began 
and ended at sunset. So sunset on the 31st is technically November 1st. Uh, so Samhain is the is a threshold festival. So that's when the um, boundary between between this world and the other world the is veil. its thinnest. The veil is its most sheer, mm. um, like a okay. real skanky costume. <laughs> that shirt your mom hated. Sheer, sheer is that. Um, and it meant that the spirits, which I am so sorry to anybody I'm about to offend with this pronunciation, because the word is spelled A-O-S space S-I. And I think it's Ishi. That sounds beautiful. That's as close as I could get. So that meant the spirits kind of um, like a certain kind of spirit that the um, Celtics believed in. Okay. Um, so... It was when they had the easiest time to come into our world. Mm. So from their sort of other world boop, into boop, our. Boop, 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 yeah. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> it's like, hey, girl. So, um, uh, so at Samhain, they were appeased with offerings of food and drink. And this would ensure that people and their livestock survived the winters because these were harsher months. Um, the souls of dead kin were also thought to revisit their homes and they would be seeking hospitality, uh, a place that the table was set for them during a Samhain meal. And um, something called that was referred to as mumming and guising, which is mumming was like folk tales that were put on by amateur actors. Oh. Uh, so like acting out little like bits, little skits. Mm-hmm. Your boo would have loved it. Skits. Skits on skits. Mm. And guising was like trick-or-treating. So like going door to door and performing like a little like a little thing. Yeah, like a guy's like you'd put on a little play, a little act of some sort and ask for a treat. A little spooky razzmatazz. A little I'll give you a little razzmatazz. Give me a little like trisket with a little melted cheese or something on it. Um so the It sounds delicious. These, <laughs> it does sound delicious. These were parts of the festival from at least the very um, early modern era. So people would go door to door in costumes, reciting verses in exchange for food. So you would just put on a little bit of a show, kind of like caroling uh-huh. too. Like you put on a little bit of a show and then you get a little treat in uh, in return. Seems fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and the costumes may have been a way of imitating and disguising yourself from the is she mm-hmm. um they yep. also um divination was a big part of the festival and then it often involved nuts and apples and that may have been because those were what was in season like we're in apple season in the harvest in, yeah. in the harvest season so yeah der like what's in season is what is used as you know yeah foods and yeah. Well, that's like the origin of the costume, right? Is the idea mm-hmm. is that you disguise yourself as to confuse the spirit so they don't like get you. Right. They're like, oh, they dang. don't get you. What's up, Carl? They don't get you. And I guess in some of these plays and stuff, you were probably honoring maybe mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. either telling tales that, you know, like folk tales or maybe like as a way to honor a loved one who had passed. Mm hmm. You know, like a, a, a all in good fun, meant with love, Im, you know, imp- impression, imitation or something. Yeah. Um, 
So Halloween became a secular holiday in the late 19th century. Mm. So it was in the late 1800s. People made their own DIY costumes, a lot of ghosts and witches kind of costumes, mass produced paper costumes and buckram, which is like, um, if you look at really old school photos from Halloween of masks, it's like, um, it's like muslin that they make stiff with like starch or glue. Basically nightmares. They are what nightmares nightmares are made of. Old Halloween is terrifying. Terrifying. But once upon a time, the bee's knees. Yeah. Just the cutest little What's psychos. up, Marge? You're looking great. You're looking great. You're a little like right. That's Ooh. my old time voice. I don't know. But even those nightmarish um, old-fashioned costumes, like masks, even those weren't available in stores really until the early 1900s. So mm. before that, people just made their own costumes with probably whatever you could find. Like you were lucky maybe if there was some extra material laying around and you had a parent or a family member who was crafty could turn you into a little something something yeah, something yeah the OG Pinterest <laughs> um so bobbing for apples became a very popular game at Halloween parties again apples are in season and it's still played at a lot of wholesome get-togethers I can't open my mouth wide enough to get a gargantuan American apple mm. into it mm-hmm. maybe if they were homegrown like not supermarket apples maybe yeah. i could stand a chance like a johnny apple seed apple because they were they're yeah, really tart like a little they're tiny like a little babes a little mm-hmm. baby one um yeah i'm not good at it and i just you know not a fan of waterboarding myself yeah drowning myself Still not not gonna do it so if you do participate and you are able to chomp into an apple and actually complete the game there's an old superstition that says whoever bit their apple first would be the first to marry. Oh, like first um, to die. For, no. <laughs> Another one said that if a girl slept with her bitten apple under her pillow, she would see her future soulmate in her dreams. Oh. Mm. It's, you know, it's all going to be like who you're going to marry. Yeah. All this mumbo jumbo. Yeah. It would mm. have been funnier if the person who didn't get the apple would be the first to die or something because that otherwise if it's the first person to get the apple is going to die then nobody would get the first apple so what else i i have to take it to a place of morbid <laughs> um the phrase trick or treat was reportedly first used in 1927 by a canadian journalist who wrote huh this is a quote the youthful tormentors were at back door and front demanding edible plunder by the word trick or treat to which the inmates gladly responded and sent the robbers away rejoicing. So this, I assume that that Canadian journalist was one of those people that would turn their lights off. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. On Halloween yes. night. No, yes. no tricks or treats here. <laughs> um, but the idea had been around for much longer. Like it wasn't called trick-or-treating, but just like in the Samhain um, festivals, uh, they called it guising. Mm, uh-huh. So where you would dress up, or just go door to door doing those little razzmatazz yeah. bits uh, in exchange for like a treat yeah. of some sort. Um, and then jack-o'-lanterns, of course, a major part of Halloween. Right. Those date back to the 1800s. And they may have been part of a prank that kids oh. played on unsuspecting adults. Oh. 
um, they would carve the spooky faces into them, light them, and then run around trying to scare people. Because okay. remember, I mean, this would have been like in the 1800s. Everything, you know, it was easier to make someone laugh or scream. True. You know, because there was no TikTok. Yeah. Expectations were low. Candles and pumpkins. Let's go. The bar was set. It was yeah. very simple. Simple times. Yeah. And I had heard before, too, that like turnips oh, uh-huh. were used. Turn up for what? Mm-hmm. For a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. Um, so it was it was called the uh, carved pumpkin trick. Again, simple mm. times. Um, <laughs> and it was so popular that there were how-to articles printed in magazines. So like you said, old school Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Uh, as early as 1842. Oh, okay. And like, like with the pumpkin tricks, pranking. Mm-hmm. Another Halloween tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, in some areas, the day before Halloween is known as Mischief Night. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. So that. that's the night of all pranks. That's, you know, the prank spectacular. And I found some sources that said there was some sort of prank night that had been popular in the UK as well. Um, uh, but the... Sorry, my cat just jumped on the table. I just see that baby. He's pranking me. Okay. So... <laughs> um, <laughs> So Mischief Night in the U.S., um, according to the article, is an East Coast, so New Jersey area and coastal Northeast. Mm-hmm. And in Detroit, it's known as Devil's Night. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Part of New England also calls it Cabbage Night. Oh, I don't know that one. And it's also known in other areas as Devil's Eve, Gate Night, or Goosey Night. Hmm, I don't know those. I've, um, I've heard Devil's Night and I've heard um, Mischief before. Um Dorian would like to be on the podcast. Dorian is a um, beautiful, he's got tiny some, baby. He's got cat. something to say. He's trying to eat my hair. He's like, I'll um, tell you about mischief night. I, Listen up, fools. Listen up. Let me tell you about goosey night. Yeah. <laughs> you kids don't know a good goosey night if it would land it on your pumpkin. Um, I'd heard of mischief night and devil's night, but um, that's not something I grew up in California. That's not something we ever did here. There was no day before halloween anything it was just that was the night the last night to like beg your mom to buy you a costume if you hadn't gotten one yet (laughs) um but cost speaking of which look at me segues costumes um that is the halloween nitty-gritty right that's what everybody wants to know is what what are you wearing um and this isn't a complete list of all the costumes that were seen, it really is just what was popular okay. at the time and how certain kinds of themes and costumes became popular. Mm-hmm. So eight, the very early 1900s and the 1910s, Victorian America became fascinated by the Far East and anything that was considered mm. exotic. Interesting. Okay. So a lot of pharaohs, a lot of like uh, Egyptian sort of iconography okay. was all the rage. Lots of Cleopatras. Everybody wants to be Cleopatra. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in the 1920s, cats became very popular as a costume. Okay, uh uh-huh. So imagine a big group of like flapper T-Swifts running around like raising hell all around time, all around town, flashing their pumpkins at you and stuff. (laughs) Um, uh, Pop culture costumes like Minnie and Mickey Mouse got popular in the 30s. Ooh, you want to so see something this terrifying? Early it... Minnie and Mickey. Oh. A nightmare. Like Minnie and Mickey from like the first day of Disneyland mm-hmm. are some, aside from the, the dwarves, um, 
some some of the most terrifying some of the, it's terrifying imagery i mean just please if you if you would like a little spook a little early spook please look that up that is a they were rustic yeah <laughs> it was that was a diy disney magic moment Whew. that was yeah. some wool that's all we had we were working with natural fibers <laughs> and they were rats yeah i mean they come on were rats they were rats um okay so <laughs> they were so they were and costumes like Minnie and Mickey because those were cartoons mm-hmm. that were popular at the time and yeah you're seeing kind of the beginning of pop culture's influence because like depending on what medium was available like in these times it probably would have been comic books or mm-hmm. co- like printed comics yeah um so if you were flush with cash like our prince John Ra- uh, Jean Ralphio you could buy what were called box costumes where everything was included kind of like what you see in stores now where you buy like a kit Mm -hmm. and it like it's a costume a mask or something a wig blah 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 so these box costumes got more popular in the 40s because they became much more uh, affordable and widely available okay they were available in the 30s but they they were just had a hot they were a high ticket item and not everybody could afford them. Right. And they were not available everywhere. But in the 40s, they became more available. So you saw the same sort of cartoon, popular image mm-hmm. type of costumes. Then the 50s, Westerns, all oh, about Westerns. Yeah. So it's the United States in the 1950s where television started to become more popular in households. So the Western cowboy, cowgirl image all the rage i really hope that that is where some brave child dressed like a horse <laughs> or like a well or something like that meme that goes around every year the little boy that wanted to be pants oh uh, yeah like i want a brave child that wanted to be chaps one yeah. year <laughs> i live um so <laughs> again the 50s like we had said with the tv so the shift went from radio to television mm-hmm. so those kinds of images were actually seen by just that many more people. Mm-hmm. So uh, the 1960s, uh, comics were the main inspiration, yeah. comics on TV. So a lot of Spider-Man, Spider-Men, a lot of Supermen, a lot of, I don't know what would have been around in the 60s, but if you know somebody who's into comics, they'll tell you. Um, but superhero costumes. Yeah. And then we have the 70s where people started to dress like their favorite stars from TV, film, oh. and music. So um, the article I saw had a picture of like little children dressed as Kiss. Oh my God. Okay. Which is adorable. Yeah. But again, like really, the- it's the 70s. Mm-hmm. So like I imagine there were probably a lot of glam kids who wanted to dress as Bowie. Yeah. Because it's colorful. It's exciting. It's new. And it's what's on TV. And it's what's on the cover of magazines and on the radio. Yeah. Um, then in the 80s, you see more flamboyant and colorful costumes. Um, personally, I usually went as a cat or a witch. I think one year I was the devil. But that was my lane. I was comfortable. That That's what I wanted to be. Um, one year, my cousin dressed like Boy George. So guess the year. It was the 80s, the early 80s. Um, that was a glorious year. I tried to find the picture, but I couldn't. It's It's got to be in storage somewhere. It is like the beginning of a wonderful dad joke. It was Boy George, a witch, 
and Wonder Woman. <laughs> so it's like, okay, listen. Who was a Boy Wonder George, Woman? a witch, and Wonder Woman all walk into a bar. My friend Marcy was Wonder Woman, and her mom made her wear okay. a very bulky cardigan underneath the like plastic costume. So it was a little sleeveless. It's a, it was a little sleeveless, like that hollow, those old school plastic Halloween costumes with yeah, the mask, a big little plastic one. mask with the elastic. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she's wearing mm-hmm. this red cardigan underneath. So she's got these really like big buff Wonder Woman arms. Yep. So it kind of worked because it was also yeah. a red cardigan. Like, that's fine. You know, you, yeah. you looked strong. There was nothing worse than your mother being like, okay, but you got to wear a sweatpants underneath, like, your cute little outfit here. And you're like, mom, so, yeah. no. But Stop. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm working a look. Yeah. She was always right. Because <laughs> if she did let you go <laughs> out without the extra layer, you froze your ass off because you're an idiot. Yeah, and you didn't you listen did. to your mom. Because it's yeah. also the dead of winter and it's cold. Yeah. And you're in a plastic costume. Yeah. So. Um, the 80s and the 90s, uh, so costumes started to become more realistic mm-hmm. uh, because now, I mean, obviously, technology. And so now costumes can be made better, cheaper, faster, and more of them. So um, the scare factor starts to go up here. Mm-hmm. You see a lot mm-hmm. of monsters, demons, like Freddy Krueger, Jason, Michael Myers. So you see from like horror movies, people are starting to lean into the scare of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so also things like Beauty and the Beast, Wizard of Oz, so like kind of starting to get more elaborate Mm -hmm. too, because again, as you have more money to spend, you're getting, you're going bigger and bigger. Um, it, I think it had a picture of Alan Tipper Gore as Belle and the Beast. Incredible. On crowd. Google it. Look it up, you guys. (laughs) Um, okay. And then the 2000s. Oh, here comes the sexy costume trend where you had like sexy cop, sexy burglar, sexy SpongeBob, sexy hot dog, sexy lawyer. (laughs) Why are you dressed so scary? Or why is your costume so scary? Is that what it is? Yeah, right. Uh, Well, and in the words of Katie Heron, um, the limit did not exist for what could be sexy. You could be a sexy anything. It's true. I'm a mouse. Yeah. (laughs) It is truly I'm a mouse. Yeah. Um, so now modern age or modern era, uh, the concern with cultural appropriation Mm -hmm. in in Halloween has kind of become very mainstream, very mainstream. Um, so if you do Google old photos and Halloween costumes of times gone by, get ready, get ready to be offended, get ready to kind of be a little hmm, uncomfortable. I will not describe it on pod, but I'll tell Katie about it later. A costume party at my mom's old, old, old work, like the work where I was like a little, little kid, mm-hmm. um, where it must have been late 70s, early 80s. Problematic. Oh, okay. I'm Problematic. I'll tell you about it later. There were multiple years where it was just like nobody meant harm. It was just a different time. Yeah. And what was and was not appropriate for the workplace. Ooh. Like one of the ones I can tell you was like someone dressed as like a madam. Oh. With like a breastplate. Oh my God. And it, 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 it was just like, oh, that's just not you. Your I love an around. office Halloween party though. That's Oh yeah. 
That's so that is very old school in and of itself. It was very old school and it was very like it, this wasn't a mad men type of office because it was mostly women. There are very few men there, actually. But it was that sort of like, oh, what was and was not tolerated mm-hmm. and sort of deemed appropriate. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, but also with today, complicated, just a minefield because you want to be sensitive with your costume that you aren't being offensive but also going big mm-hmm. is the big thing it's so it's almost like the new year's eve syndrome where yeah. there's a lot of pressure for everybody to have like the exact like the perfect i've got to have the perfect costume mm-hmm. otherwise my night will be ruined yeah. <laughs> um there's a lot of last minute scrambling there's a lot of big parties like uh the article pointed out the heidi klum um annual party that just mm-hmm. it's it's obviously for celebrities and people of means yeah but the elaborate like hollywood special effects professional level costumes wigs makeup like where no normal human could compete right but that's also now kind of what everybody's expecting like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of razzle dazzle um okay no tale from trick-or-treating of times gone by would be complete Without the fear of poison candy oh, or yeah. like, you know, razor blades and the apples and stuff. This always makes um, me think of that episode of Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> oh, that poor mom. Okay. Continue, please. Okay. So while this was a fear that did, you know, go around for a long time, um, according to the end all be all Snopes, Snopes.com. Yes. Um, they say that it really kicked into high gear in 1982. And that was the year that people died from the potassium cyanide um, laced Tylenol in Chicago. I was thinking it had to have been linked with that when they started to actually Mm -hmm. put the seals and the cotton and all the, yeah. That is, you got, like, y'all, do you want to talk about wilding out, wild times? I grew up in a time where there was no safety precaution with medicine. Like, there was no foil top that could tell you if something had been opened Tampered at best know. at best there was just some cotton shoved up in the in the top of it to keep the pills from rattling around mostly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you could just open things at a drugstore yeah and you know shoplift it or put other stuff in it yeah and tons of podcasts articles have been done about this but it was in chicago 1982 go deep dive in it but that kicked off the fear that if medicine could be tampered Mm -hmm. with then candy could be tampered with um also children are like obviously a vulnerable population that are excited about candy at halloween and there was a fear that there was this was also the kind of era of the satanic panic that somebody would be fucking with kids on Halloween by poisoning um, candy or by putting things like razor blades or needles inside of candy. So there was a whole thing where you could even take your candy to like fire departments or police stations and they would like look through it for you or there was you this... weren't allowed to eat your candy right away. Like your parents would insist on going through it. I just watched um, something about this. Uh, 
phenomena that happened in like 1974 um the candy man like that mm. so the man who um potassium cyanide laced pixie sticks that mm-hmm. he killed his eight-year-old son so that was also adding to right it all kind of happened triggered around the same time sorry to cut you off right okay. oh no, no no so like i remember as a kid not being allowed to eat candy as we were trick-or-treating like mm-hmm. i had to show my parents and they had to approve like whatever was in there. But I can also remember a time before this where um, we used to get like homemade treats. Right, 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 um, right. I remember there was a woman who made candy and caramel apples and she would dress like a witch and she had them like in a big cauldron filled with dry ice. Mm. So when you would, she would open the door, she was like, she did the whole like witch cackle and like stirring the big cauldron and ooky spooky. But then you'd get like this, like, oh my God, like a caramel apple out of it. Yeah. And if you think I let my mom check that and steal it for herself, you are sorely mistaken and and (laughs) clearly don't know me because I used to hide the stuff I knew I wanted. Mm, Okay. And I was Mm. like, razor blades be damned. I'm eating this. This is how I go. This is how I go out. This is how I go out. If a pixie um, stick takes me out, a pixie stick takes me out. It's well, it's been it's been real. That sugar rush was fun, at least. <laughs> that, um, I we also used to get. Um, oh God, it was really popular when I was young to give out gift certificates. So McDonald's and Baskin Robbins, out here at least, would sell booklets. Oh, uh-huh. I remember you, these. You could buy them like from the stores and and I can't remember how much they would have cost. I, I have no idea. But it was for like a free ice cream cone. I, I remember the one for Baskin Robin was for one free kids cone. And so when we would get those, we had to stop trick or the deal was we had to stop trick or treating early enough that my mom would drive us to Baskin Robbins so we could immediately cash out that free cone and there is a photo somewhere of me <laughs> dressed in the remnants of a witch costume with like green makeup <laughs> on my face and like black around my eyes kind of wiped away and I'm just like going to town on an orange <laughs> sherbet cone like truly living my best life um, and then the McDonald's ones were like for a free hamburger like a free mm-hmm. cookie like the little pack of cookies or something something silly yeah um those were great and there was one incredible year. And this is the adult I always wanted to grow up to be. The last couple years have made it tricky with uh, trick-or-treating. So maybe next year. Um, but one year, my cousin and I went trick-or-treating. And we hit the, we used to hit the like rich neighborhoods. So we trick-or-treated out of, out of district. Uh, Andrea Zuckerman did. And we went to this really nice cul-de-sac neighborhood. And we knock on this guy on the door. And I remember the guy was very like 1980s sitcom Jack Tripper vibes. It was like a bathrobe, chest hair, and a gold chain. And he was like, you kids are in luck. You're my last ones. I'm I'm, I'm beat. I can't can't do this anymore. I got to go. He pulls out like a tray. And he's like, how many of you? Just two of you? Okay. And so he, with his hand, parts whatever's on the tray in the middle. And he goes, all right, open up the bags. And just with his hand, pushes half of it into my bag, half of it into my cousin's bag. They were full-size candy bars. Oh, my God. And in my, in my memory, it was like 30 candy bars fell into my bag. The reality was it was probably like four 
maybe four or five candy bars but that's still a shit ton of candy that's a lot of candy. full-size bars yeah. are you kidding me yeah i used to and i yeah uh, we had a neighborhood it wasn't where i was it was in annapolis maryland which is very far from where um i live but i would sometimes go trick-or-treating at my friend elsbeth's house um and she literally lived in a mansion and her neighborhood what weren't a lot of houses because the, the houses were giant and so we would trick right. or treat at in that mm-hmm. little like and it full that was my first experience it's very bob's burgers when they go to king's head island it's very full-size yes. bars moments um it's there's nothing oh. as a young child there it's there's nothing can beat it sensational moment in time so i grew up to be an adult who took trick-or-treating very seriously i was like very proud Mm-hmm. of what I would what I would give oh yeah we always bought way too much candy and I did not give out a piece of candy to children we I would put it in the little treat bags so and Cute. I was so meticulous well I'm I am I have a problem okay I admit it I'm a little too regimented sometimes so I would spread out the candy and separate it by type of candy so like sugary candy chocolate that you know like kind of set set it aside and then I had a formula where I kind of tried to figure out how many pieces of candy I had. Okay, so that means I can put two pieces of chocolate, three pieces of like regular candy and like a lollipop in each little bag. And then I would kind of get even mm-hmm. little goodie bags. So they were all different, but all had the same amount of candy in it, but different individual candy. And so we would give and that way I'd have a bag for every kid. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. And one year we were, it was towards the end of the night and we had like maybe a dozen bags left, but I was like, I'm beat. I got, I'm going to go inside. It's fucking cold. I'm done. Uh, Cause I have a long, long driveway. So we would often go outside and sit on our driveway Mm -hmm. to hand out candy stomach because kids sometimes wouldn't come all the way up to the door because they thought, you know, it was too scary. Um, And there were these two little kids and they were little, like just over toddler size kids. And I was like, okay, like we're finishing up for the night. So here you go. And I just gave them all the rest of the bags <laughs> that were left. And the eyes were just like, oh my, like God. four times the normal side. Yeah. It was like rolling like at a rave. <laughs> they were just like, oh my God. And I got so like, I almost got teared up. But I was like, I truly hope that these kids are old enough to remember this so that I can be that crazy. Remember that crazy lady that gave us all that bag of candy, those yeah. bags of candy? <laughs> Uh, that all had the exact same number of yeah. pieces of candy in each one. <laughs> um, so I have yet to fulfill my full bar fantasy because we used to get such a high. I live near a community center where they do a Halloween um, like okay. carnival every year. Mm-hmm. So our traffic was just too high. There was no way I could feasibly afford full size candy bars. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, but one day, one, one day. day, it's less traffic now. So. I thought about doing it now, but I don't know if it's going to be a Halloween this year. I I don't yeah, know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with the, with the Halloweens this year. We don't get trick-or-treaters here. It makes me very sad. Well, where you, yeah, it's a tricky. We live above a, we live downtown basically above a right. store. So, of course we don't. But there's like little neighborhoods and they're all decorated and it's very yeah. nostalgic. And we decorate our little spot, but um, trick-or-treating is so... It's just so precious. It's so Halloween. Like it's like I know. all the nostalgia just floods back. I love a tiny child who can barely get the words twick a tweet out. So cute. 
I love like a tiny little Batman. Oh. Um, oh, God. Like an itty bitty little like bug or something. So cute. When they bring their dogs, forget it. Yeah. I've got dog <laughs> treats. You know, you know I have dog treats also in my bag of tricks. <laughs> I, and I will also give candy to full-size teenagers. Oh, I think same. it's rude when people say they won't give candy to older trick-or-treaters. Look, I like candy. Yeah. And if I couldn't go buy my own candy, I'd fucking go door-to-door. I'd Listen, pretend I, I'd rent a kid. You're out here hustling? Here. Here, sir. Here, ma'am. Give me, you, get a, you get a bag, and you get a bag, and yeah. you get a bag. I am exactly. Oprah Winfrey. I don't care what, what year of college you're in. Here, take a, take a Snickers. Just... Take a candy, get What's off, the, stay off the streets. Here you go. <laughs> stay off the streets. Good luck with your grad program. Good luck with your thesis. Thank you so much. Um, if you start my IV in the hospital next time I see you, I don't care. Whatever. Maybe you'll be my anesthesiologist. Yeah. Remember this face. <laughs> Remember the quality and consistent number of pieces yeah. of candy in every bag. Thank you. I don't do the bags or those things, but the rule is like, because we've all gotten the like candy. And you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, that's what. I no just love the that. candy. But um, if, you, if you can afford the good candy, you've got to get the good candy. That and also don't turn, mm. don't turn your nose up at what you might think is bad candy. A little dum-dum, oh. a treasure when you just want a little sweet treat. It's delicious. The, little sweet tarts? Give me a Tootsie the, Roll? The flavored Tootsie Rolls. Oh, those are good. Those, oh, don't be sleeping on those yeah. old school flavored Tootsie Rolls. People turn their nose. And it's nose, just a little tiny bit. So good. Because sometimes you, you know what? You're going to pack yourself a lunch. As an adult, I have packed myself a lunch near and around Halloween time. And I've had some extra pieces of candy laying around. Aww, and I will put like a mini Snickers in there for myself mm-hmm. and forget about it. And then open my bag at lunch and be like, oh, oh my God, I love me. I'm so <laughs> sweet to myself. Oh, bless my heart. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I'm excited to buy candy. We can't eat a lot of candy. Um, yeah. Because it's all chocolate and lovely and wonderful. And um, we can't have anything good in this life. But um, <laughs> no cheese, no bread, no candy. Um, and I yeah. am not a hard candy person. I'm a chocolate <gasps> sweet candy. I do like the hard candies. But if you're going to like say like you have to pick one, I am 1,000% oh, yeah. picking chocolate and peanut butter or chocolate Snickers situation. Chocolate and peanut something. Chocolate. Give me it. So like a Reese's cup. Oh my God. Reese's chocolate and peanut butter is like caramel's yeah. close, but a chocolate peanut butter combination is um, sensational. It's very hard. I to used eat. I used to I think chocolate and peanut butter is pretty much top tier of Halloween candy. Like it's really tough to to beat mm-hmm. a peanut butter cup. Like a Reese's yeah. peanut butter cup. It's true. Um, I also remember way back in the day, those craft caramels, like a little caramel square. Oh, uh-huh. And they were wrapped in clear cellophane. Mm-hmm. My mouth fully watered because I those am are... a fucking pig <laughs> and glutton for like a caramel. For the caramel Now, squares. the little caramel squares. Now, if they made some for adults, like a little like sea salt caramel square. Yes. Yeah. But I'm still going to take that plain old craft caramel square like i'll eat i just want candy i love candy i want i love candy yeah but i i can't allow myself access to that much candy no no because i can't stop won't stop no i turn into little chrissy from the john waters (laughs) movie pecker oh if you know you know oh 
I live, laugh, love candy. See, like what I'll do is I, I have to buy it. You have to buy it before all the good stuff sells out, but not so early that you dip into it. And I have in the last few years been able to maintain the self-control to not open the bag too early. Just buy it and put it in a corner somewhere and forget about it until I have to make the little bags and, and the goodie bags and stuff. And then the next day, take a small bag for myself, like maybe like a little Ziploc sandwich bag of candy for me. And that's like, that's it. That's all you get. Yeah. And the rest goes right to work. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And let it make it their problem. Oof, that becomes my problem. Mm. but luckily our boss did say she was gonna buy some candy for work so mm. just luckily the dairy hurts me enough that i don't feel tempted i mean i will trust me i'm i'm still still a monster and i still will i will pay right that, i will pay that praise um pay it, hard. <laughs> it is uncomfortable um that is the one yeah benefit. the doctor boyfriend doesn't like he doesn't like candy. He likes chocolate only. He, but he's not. I think Starbursts are the only candy mm, he likes. Oh my god, I love fucking love a star. I think star. My mouth is watering. I think Starbursts your, are my favorite. Like yes, candy. I think it's Starburst. candy. Starburst is really hard to beat. Mm. What is your favorite Starburst flavor slash color? Ooh, that's tricky because I love a pink. Who doesn't love a pink? But I think I love maybe a pink. orange. I love an orange. It's so fresh. It's so bright. It's like kind of like a pink. Like it's not as bitter as like a or as sour as like a lemon. It's like that sweet. Fully watered. Mine is 100% as well. I really want to. I have not. I don't remember the last time I had a Starburst. I really don't. We used to have them at work. Like they were our little on the counter candy. But it's harder to find them individually wrapped. Uh, You'd have to buy like a big, huge bag. And we just, we haven't done that in a really long time. Yeah. But I love pink. I have to admit, pink is my favorite. But I also love a red because I really mm. like cherry. Mm-hmm. The red's good. Because pink is strawberry. Mm-hmm. But red would be cherry. And then I also have a real soft spot for Jolly Ranchers. I like a Jolly Rancher. And I it bite is them though. And that's my problem. Green apple. Well, see, the Jolly Rancher keeps me from biting it because it's too sticky. Mm-hmm. And I can't get through it. So... I can't, with hard candy, I immediately start to bite it, like to, start to crunch it. But the Jolly Rancher can control it and just sort of like make it last longer. But yeah. I love the sour apple and I truly love a cherry Jolly Rancher is my favorite. Oh, I think watermelon Watermelon is as well. Watermelon yeah. is my favorite. And then a blow pop. Oh, once in a while, I'll just go all out and buy myself a blow pop. Sour apple and, blow pop. Get oh, out of here. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite flavor. Sour apple. Strawberry's mine. Mm, the watermelon's good too, though. Watermelon's good. And then you get to that gum. I chew it for a solid five to seven seconds, and then it immediately, yeah. I swallow it. I can't. <gasps> I am not allowed to chew like sweet gum, like minty gum. I'm okay with. There's still about a 50-50 chance I'm going to swallow it. But with sweet gum, I I just chew it and swallow it. And I'm an adult. Why do you I swallow can't, it? It's so it? soft. It's so <laughs> soft. It just it makes its way to the back of the mouth. And then like I sort of like I shiftily look around <laughs> and I just swallow it. I love that you check to see if anyone's watching. I do. And because I'm like, nobody can see me. Nobody can <laughs> and I swallow the gum and. <laughs> Mythbuster said it was okay. 
It's a myth. Oh, and they busted it. It's not going to stay in my stomach for seven years. Because my mom used to tell me. Yeah. Oh, it's going to yeah. be in your stomach for seven years. I was like, no, it's not. No, I'm going to digest it. Oh. I was like, no, it's um, not. But then I would think like, is it? Because she's right about the jacket all the time. I know. I know. She's right about the sweatpants under the costume all the time. <laughs> I did get sick when I didn't put socks on. Maybe it is. Oh, my God. That one time I went to bed with wet hair. Son of a bitch. Oh, my God. You are definitely old enough to know this. Um, but what's in my head now is just say from charms. What? 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 Do you remember that commercial? I didn't mean yes. that. Wait, that came out way yes. different. I meant like you're old like me. You'll know. I didn't mean like no. you're definitely old I enough to know meant, this. But it sounds great. I yeah. love it. Well, not to spoil the rest of our episodes. Segway? I don't know. S- spoil yourself with some candy this this uh this hollow's eve treat yourself in true john raphael fashion um i guess that's more tom and donna but whatever um parks related line sinking go uh, uh, uh. um and spoil us by rate reviewing and subscribing to the podcast if you're not already um if you want to give your friend a little bit of a treat you could share this episode with them tell them to also follow us listen subscribe do all those things uh, we are the Bottom Bible, bottombible at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, slip into those DMs, send us a message on Instagram. Uh, we have other socials, but we don't, eh, whatever. It's just Instagram. Yeah, we're not, we don't mind them. Um, you can check out um, any links and the episode description on the website, which is the com. On the on the Instagram, um, we hash, we use the hashtag little bit loud, which we did not start, but we are a little bit loud and proud a member of that little like pod squad. Um, it was started by uh, SVU pod, which is look, our pods drop on the same day. We both drop on Tuesdays. I'm going to admit this to Katie that I, <laughs> I will listen to SVU pod before I listen to the pod. Bible. <laughs> Uh, because well, I already know what we're going to be talking about, but I don't hear the complete episode until everybody else does. Like Katie gets to hear it because she does the editing, but I mean, I was here for it, but I don't get to hear the magic of Katie's like director's cut of it. So I will like I get truly excited. They took a brief hiatus in the summer, and I was so sad. And when they came back, I was like, I'm here, I'm ready. Um, I love their love and I love their, uh, the hashtag they created a little bit loud. So just for small, uh, podcasts kind of banding together, supporting each other and spreading the word. They, they do great work. Those, those hashtags. A little bit loud. All right. Well, we're a little bit done. We're a little bit tired cause we don't have any candy. So, um, send us some candy. Um, and we'll, we'll see y'all next week. Little little bottom spooks i don't understand little, i don't know um, i don't know i was trying to i was trying to make a joke i know i can see mono. i can see you just doing the like one pan's labyrinth pan's labyrinth because <laughs> like you panned it so you're that's bad okay you little you guys this isn't video i realize <laughs> welcome to our thoughts of us describing <laughs> what my hand is doing okay get out of here you wild get, you wild little get. tricks go on go on get Okay, bye. Just tell me what you want from me. Oh. I-